0: You're listening to MoneyWeb at Midday. It's 20 minutes after 12 o'clock. Remember, if you've missed any of our interviews that we've had so far, as we spoke all things from the budget to policing, as well as the situation between Israel and Gaza, as you just heard from Dr. Harvey, you can head on over to our website. That's www.moneyweb.co.za to catch up with the very latest episodes. Let's take a look at this now, the space of digital payments from Mpesa in the East African nation of Canada. Kenya to eWallet here at home. And the likes of Umkuru, which um, Mukuru, yes, Mukuru, it exists in over twenty countries. The payment system on the African continent has taken shape and is ripe for growth. South Africa, get this, is the largest sender of remittances remittances rather to other countries on the continent, making the cashless digital payment system one of the most sophisticated. Hailey Hopwood is head of Revenue at Paystack. She joins us now to take a look at the future of cashless payment systems in the African continent. Haley. thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Perhaps we'll start with um, a breakdown and a definition maybe of these words, right? So when we speak of cashless or digital payment systems, what are we talking about in essence?
1: Yeah, so we're talking about different methods and ways to pay other than your traditional way, which is using cash. So over the counter, that could be tapping your card or tapping your mobile device. And online, it can mean using a digital wallet, which is essentially a, think about your physical wallet. You have multiple different cards in that wallet. Your digital is no different. You can fund it with a multiple uh, array of different ways to pay. Um, Or you can use your credit card or debit card online as well. So there's just a, a, a many ways in which to make a transaction work in today's society.
0: Mm. I was listening to a very interesting webinar, albeit briefly, yesterday and they were talking about the movement of persons on the African continent, right? And it turns out that even though we may see headlines to say... Um, th- There's a number of people that have drowned on the sea while making perilous journeys. There's actually more movement within the continent than outside, which means that people will be sending remittances home. And so when we take a look at the space of remittances on the African continent, which countries are leading the pack when it comes to digital payments?
1: Mm, I think South Africa is still one of the most popular ways if you're looking at digital, like digital payments, and it's driven by mobile first. So I think we're seeing a rise on the continent with just mobile uh, devices in general. And what what we're finding is one in three transactions occur via a mobile device. So if you're thinking about digital wallets in that stream, it's very convenient to load your method of payments through your mobile phone and just instantly make a payment via a digital wallet so that adoption is much greater and faster which is the rise that we've seen last year which is over 20% within the South African market.
0: Mm. What has made Mpesa so popular in Kenya? I think it's just
1: the ease of use. So mm. it works in, a, it works in a, a non-Wi-Fi environment, so you don't necessarily have to be online. You can still enable some transactions offline, um, as well as the fact that it's accessible for many. Um, I think that that's the one thing that we need to sort of take into consideration when we're thinking about, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we address all individuals rather than the few?
0: Mokuru. Mm. It exists in a number of countries on the continent. Wherever you want to say send money, you can head on over to Mokuru. What do you perceive as behind that? Um, what brand's popularity?
1: Yeah, and I think it goes back to that habituation piece I was talking about before. It's convenient, um, it's mobile-first approach, and it's also secure. So once people tend to, because it's your money, yeah. it's, it's very personal, You, it's, it's uncertain. Um, so once you once you use something, you know, more than three times and you know that it's secure, it's fast, it gets to where you're wanting it to get to, um, people sort of habituate to, to using it and feel confident um around that that certain method, so we that's where we find that these types of payment methods grow very quickly because of word of mouth, mobile first approach, and just convenience.
0: There's convenience, yes, but for instance, um, one of these, uh, right, you have to physically go to um, the outlet in order to make payments, so as the sender, right? So when we speak, Hayley, about the future of this, what if I don't want to go physically to an outlet? What if I just want to open up my laptop remotely and then send money from there? What are we looking at when we speak of the future of, um, I guess, digital payments on the African continent when I'm not able to open my laptop and send money to Ghana, for instance, um, via my bank. Yeah,
1: I think there's there's still a little bit of work that we need to do uh, on the continent to make that as seamless as what we see global trends occurring in other, other areas of the world and how that adoption creates sort of that deeper market penetration. Um, but we do, like there is an appetite and I think that it is being revolutionised by consumers because that is exactly what they're wanting to do. So we're starting to see that the demand is there and businesses really have, to look at their customers and their consumers to go, okay, how do we enable that? Um, There's more complexities around the banking infrastructure Mm. that... That, that need to occur in order for that to make that happen. But yeah. you, you're starting yeah. to see pockets of it. Um, and we're certainly in South Africa, we're starting to see it. In Kenya, we're starting, like we, we do see it, but there's still more room for growth around, you know, inter-country transfers around Africa and then abroad um, around the globe as well. But we're slowly getting there, but it's very much, a, it's it's a journey.
0: Mm-hmm. You speak of uh, banking infrastructure and in South Africa is the mo- has got the most banked uh, clients, if you will, simply because of our infrastructure which is said to be among the best in the world, right, and can hold its own against first world countries, if you will but this base of digital payments, when you look at the rest of the continent, where the banking infrastructure is not where it needs to be as yet, right, what threat or opportunity does it pose when people are like, well, why do I need to go to a bank because um, Haley can simply send me an e-wallet or she couldn't go to Mukuru and send me number and i go to my local outlet and take out the money Mm -hmm.
1: yeah we do we do see that um starting to become a trend more and more and certainly around the globe it's it's something that's that's ripe where it's 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 like a closed loop infrastructure where if you're staying within that network of whether it's a service whether it's a product, or whether it's banking infrastructure, um, the payment actually doesn't leave that ecosystem. So mm-hmm. you see wallets that are expanding out to, pers- you know, P two P transfers, and then you know, P two C. So you do start to see this infrastructure mm-hmm. being led through technology um, rather than banking infrastructure, where you can enable those types of transaction in a closed-loop environment. But you have many different closed-loop environments, um, but it also creates loyalty programs and other things Mm -hmm. that can stem off um, from that as well. So rather than just talking about it from a bank to bank, how do you make a a payment, we're starting to see diversifications where businesses themselves are going, actually, I think I could do this differently. Mm
0: -hmm. Speaking of diversification, Haley, I'm so curious because you can't speak about education, you can't speak about health, you can't even speak about bread without mentioning artificial intelligence, right? So AI being the word of the day. Um, what do you perceive or rather maybe you can help us understand how that would work, whether there's examples that we are seeing already, AI in the space of digital payments? we are it's
1: very early days and i think that the thing is that and it's one thing to consider that the technology can get us there really quickly but mm-hmm. humans need time to adopt for this but the the likes of things that i think we'll see firstly is you know book me a 10 day holiday to turkey um i want adventure i want hot air ballooning and i want direct flights um ai can actually write you that itinerary it can actually find you those flights like using all of their infrastructure and it can find you a you know hot air ballooning or you know whatever adventure that you're looking for if you're wanting to proceed the next natural thing is click here to pay so not only do like is it uh, basically orchestrating your whole holiday based on whatever your family or your individual requirements are it can actually find those flights through an airline find accommodation find adventure travel and then the last leg is how do I make that pay and then that payment the the infrastructure of that payment is quite complex because you're paying an airline, you're paying a hotel, you're paying adventure, you're you know you're hiring a car, all of those sorts of things. But I think with AI, that's, that's kind of like one example of tr- being travel is, is what you could expect to see.
0: Hmm. Very fascinating. Hayley, thank you very much for your contribution this afternoon. Hayley Hopwood is head of revenue at Paystack.